welcome everyone back to Huddle Up. It's Thursday and it's the day before Marlins opening day. Dylan Friedland is with me once again and today we're going to talk about the previous exhibition series against the Braves and how the Marlins did really well offensively. Had a bad relief appearance in the first game but the second game they dominated the entire time and they really looked good. First off I'm going to let Dylan start with the offense and the new power hitting and the new guys that we see in this lineup. So the Marlins offense in these last two games, it is really different from what we saw last year. Last year, we saw a lot of difficulties with the offense, a lot of difficulty producing runs to help out the pitching that was doing really great last year. But these last two games gave me so much hope and so much confidence for this upcoming season we saw some of the new guys like Jonathan Villar and Corey Dickerson and Jesus Aguilar all making a splash in this lineup. Corey Dickerson is such a complete hitter. He had a great at-bat, his second at-bat of the game yesterday. Uh, it was an 11-pitch at-bat. He fell behind in the count 0-2, and then he, uh, he got it to a full count. He kept fouling off balls, and he drew a walk. He's such a complete hitter that he's able to get on base – uh, Jonathan Villar, he was getting base hits. He hit a home run in the first game. All of the new guys are such great additions to help some of the younger players come up. And then the other big thing that is really helping out this offense is the power hitting. The power hitting is becoming very visible. They had five home runs combined in the two games uh, against Atlanta. They hit back-to-back-to-back on four pitches in the first game. It was Miguel Rojas, Jorge Alfaro, and Jonathan Villar that hit the home runs. And they were just – it was just amazing to see the new power hittings come to life. And even balls that weren't hit home runs, they were hit very hard. You know, StatCast recording them at like 112 miles per hour. I believe Monte Harrison hit a ball. Isan Diaz was hitting absolute rockets. Uh, line drives. So it's great to see if they can continue to produce with these hard hit balls. We're going to see a lot of success, even if they're not going out of the park. The Marlins scored nine runs in their first game and six in the second. So that's 15 home runs in two games. And that's something to be very proud of because the Marlins weren't able to do that last year and they weren't able to help their relief pitching. Now, why is this offense so good? And it's incredible how visibly it has changed over the past two days compared to the year before and several years before that. Well, I want to bring up situational hitting. Because last year, the Marlins stranded an insane amount of guys at second base with no outs, with one out, and managed to get out of that inning without scoring any runs. Now, the Marlins have completely changed that around. In the last two games, the Marlins have been able to advance runs, and we saw Hassan Diaz do that yesterday. Hassan ripped a ball to right field, advanced the runner. It was caught, but he tagged up from second and went to third. And then you see Jorge after that come in, base hit, Marlins score a run. So the situational hitting is going to be a big part of this season. And if they can do that, they will score a lot of runs, and they will win a lot of ball games. So now I'd like to take into account the Marlins pitching. Let's start with the starting pitchers. Urania pitched three innings in the first game a couple days ago. He gave up two hits and walked two. No runs were scored in the three innings which he pitched. Now, I don't want to dwell on this, and I don't want to talk a lot about it, but Marlins relief pitching 
struggled big time in that game. They blew an insane lead. Marlins were up by what should have been an insurmountable amount of runs. Yet, relief pitching failed them, and they gave up a lot of runs, which I want to bring in one point. There was a rule change this year. So the new rule tries to speed up the game. And I don't particularly like this rule. But if a new pitcher comes in the game, he has to face three batters at least or go into the half inning, innings done, and then you can change pitchers to prevent managers like we saw the Braves do a lot. Snicker change pitchers could be up to three or four times an inning if you didn't like the first pitch, you're done. So they're trying to prevent that. I don't personally like that because you have specialists. You have pitching specialists, and they're not allowed to do their jobs this year because they have to face at least three batters or get to the end of the inning. Now we move to the second game. It's Pablo Lopez and Alicia Hernandez. Pablo for the first through the first three, Alicia through the second three. And once again, they were very good. Both Pablo and Alicia gave up only one hit in their three innings, but both of them happened to be home runs. That's fine. You're allowed to give up a couple runs, especially when you had the run support that the Marlins had yesterday. Now, this is very important. Yesterday, the Marlins relief pitching got in the game and got the job done with no harm and no foul, and hopefully they can do this throughout their 60-game season. Holloway came in right after Alicia Hernandez. One inning pitch, two hits, zero runs, and zero walks. Tarpley next. He threw .2 innings. Zero hits, zero runs, zero walks. Sterling Sharp came in after that. He threw one out, got zero hits, zero runs, and zero walks. And then to close the door, Ryan Stanek. Zero runs, zero hits, and two strikeouts. That's exactly what you want to see from relief pitching. No runs given up uh, for the last three innings. So very important, and they have they have, 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 have to do that next season. Yeah, and Ryan Stanek, we got him in trade from Tampa. Like, he looked absolutely lights out, you know. He's going to be their closer, it seems like, for the entire year if he can do what he did yesterday. And it was just lights out. No one could touch him. And the new change in pitching from Mel Stoudemire Jr., and I really like it, the Marlins are attacking with fastballs. Now, last season, Pablo threw four pitches, a four-seamer 42% of the time, a changeup 22, a curve 19, and a sinker 16. Now, I would expect to see a lot more fastballs and a lot more changeups, and it really worked. If you go back to the sequence yesterday in the first inning, Pablo was attacking with fastballs, and the Braves hitters were waiting for breaking balls, and they popped up three times in a row to end the first inning. That tells you that your fastball command and control was excellent, and you definitely got the Braves sitting off guard. And luckily, if the Braves start, or any team starts to realize, oh, he's really attacking with a fastball, he has three other pitches that he can throw to throw them off guard again, and then start attacking with a fastball once more. And him attacking with the fastball yesterday was so great because in that first inning, not only was it catching the Braves hitters off guard, it was also helping him keep his pitch count low because he's not he's not really going for those strikeouts just yet. He's also pitching to contact where he got out of that first inning in only six pitches. So he can do that, keep his pitch count low, stay in the game for longer. 
Yeah, that's something we realized in the last two games. The starting pitchers are not throwing for strikeouts, like you said. They're throwing for contact. And you get three little shallow pop flies. That's not going to do any damage. He's, they're not leaving the pitches in places in the zone where balls can be destroyed. Marlins pitching has definitely improved. And Jose Urena does the same thing. He He's really interesting to watch. He has a fastball, a four-seamer that goes 95 miles per hour, and he can hit any part of the zone. And then he flips to that changeup, and then to the two-seam fastball, which is 90 to 91 miles per hour. I want you guys to pay attention next time there's a Marlins game, next time he throws. Because the two-seamer will start straight and run inside on a right-handed batter. And that is a deadly pitch, and he can come close to hitting someone with a two-seamer, but there's a good chance that they're going to still swing due to the fact that it looks like it's going down the middle of the plate, and then it curves to the right. So, Dylan, opening day is tomorrow. Talk to me about this first series against the Phillies. So, the Marlins last year, they had their success against the Phillies. They went 10-9 and against the Phillies in 2019. Let's see if they can continue to capitalize. They've seemed to just always have the Phillies number and have always gone well against the Phillies. They do need to be careful, though. Pitching has to be careful of some of the big bats that the Phillies have. Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, JT Real Muto, Didi Gregorius, Gene Segura, they can all beat you if you're not careful with them. They're going to have to pitch those guys carefully. And then looking a little bit into some of the games, you've got game one, Sandy Alcantara versus Aaron Nola. That is going to be a pitcher's battle. Anyone that loves to watch pitching is going to want to watch this game. Aaron Nola last year had a 3.87 ERA in 34 games last year. Let's see what the Marlins bats can do against him. See if they can get some of the power that we've seen against the Braves, if they can get it working against Aaron Nola. Game two, we're going to see Caleb Smith versus Zach Wheeler. Wheeler had a 3.96 ERA in 31 games last year. And game three, we're going to say, see Jose Urena versus Vince Velasquez. Vince Velasquez didn't have the greatest 2019. He had a 4.91 ERA in 33 games last year. Let me remind you of something. The Marlins played the Braves. And the Braves are a top two National League East team. And the Marlins went off offensively. And yes, most of the time, your starting players were playing for both teams. And the fact that the Marlins could dominate offensively and in that second game defensively, you really have a nice chance and uh, to win and be competitive in the National League East, something the Marlins haven't been able to do for several years. Well, really, since 2003, but we're not going to get too deep into that. This is the Marlins' year. Why not us? Why not us? Why not us? So once again, Marlins scored 15 total runs in two games against the Braves. Pitching, attacking with the fastball, they keep doing that. They should have control over games and get the starters to go deeper through the nine innings. And then Mel Stoudemire Jr. has just really done a great job controlling these arms. He did last year as well. The Marlins just didn't have run support. They're looking to change that this year. And Dylan, opening day is tomorrow, July 24th, against the Phillies in Philadelphia. The Marlins have a ton of young talent, and if someone's not playing well, someone else can come right in and take their place. So the Marlins now have a lot of depth. Marlins looking to start off hot. Remember, any single momentum shift during the season can either kill you or let you go on to the playoffs, which 
MLB's actually talking about doing an expanded playoff with 16 teams this year. And before we sign off, once again, I'd like to just say thank you to Fox Sports Florida and Marlins Radio guys. They really have done a terrific job making these broadcasts seem as if we were playing a regular season. And it was very enjoyable to watch. And you really couldn't tell that Glenn Geffner, Dave Van Horn, Todd Hollinsworth, Paul Severino, that they weren't at the same ballpark as the game was being played. They really did a terrific job. Thank you guys for making this enjoyable. And I can't wait to watch Marlins baseball tomorrow. Dylan, Marlins looking off to start off strong. Thank you for being on the episode again. Thank you for having me. And I'm Josh Kelsky. We'll see you next time on Huddle Up, Go Marlins, Why Not Us.